where I come from, you can't eat antlers, so let's go. Smoto. The perfect knife for cutting your underwear. Oh, you might have to take a beer run while we're out, huh? Did y'all see that? I hope y'all saw that, because that's what they look like. How's everybody doing? This is Stephen Marshall, and welcome back to another episode of Outside Stuff presented by Blue Court Outdoors. Today, we have a podcast. No shit, right? Okay, today we have Nate and we have Cody and myself on a podcast. So Cody is at work at the fire department, asked us like, hey, can you, let's do a podcast. I want to talk about Kentucky and Missouri and all the blah, blah, blah. So I said, oh my God, yes, please, girl, let's do it. So that's what we did. Unfortunately, because I'm a perfectionist when it comes to this everything, (laughs) I messed up. And I had my headphones, which were my AirPods, in both mine and Nate's ear. And that's actually where our recording came from. So it's a little bit more shit than usual. Okay? Just going to put it out there. It's more shit than usual. But that being said, if you enjoy good conversation and if you enjoy talking about Molly Wap and some big yockers, then by God, listen to it. And don't worry about it. Okay? Just don't worry about it. Other than that, did everybody get a chance to go see episode two, Alabama Mo, on both YouTube and Carbon TV? I'll wait. What's up? Let's watch it. All right, it's a great video. It's uh, if you like, I don't know, you'll like the. I don't know, you'll like the video. We also you can go over to the this podcast, listen to episode seventeen where we break down the video itself. Um, episode eighteen, which is now, is going to talk about. Kentucky and stuff, which will coincide with next week's video. So be ready for that. Any any other questions? Anybody got anything else they want to say before I before I do this? Nope. Perfect. All right. This is me, Nate, and Cody talking about yagalays and yakking uh, big bucks. Hope y'all like it. I'm, I might have to go inside. I can already tell. <laughs> <laughs> I said this is fucking important. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, I'm going inside, motherfucker. <laughs> that's great. Hey, that's enough of that. It's fucking important. <laughs> I might have to go out to the classroom too. There, these fuckers ain't going to That's what happens when you try to record at the fire station. Yeah, these fucking assholes. <laughs> I go in my room. This big sexy man on the door. Look, he's got a Ooh. badass bash. <laughs> <laughs> like yours? Oh, yeah. There it is. All right, right dude. We good? Yeah, I'm good now. He's got to screw me no more now. Well, well, it's good to see you. Too, I appreciate man. you coming on. That stash looks like it'll whip someone's ass if they ain't careful. Bro, when I go on calls and somebody gets sideways with me, I'll just give them that look. I'm like, they know. <laughs> they know. Well, we wanted to talk to you because you're having a really good hunting season with the old bow, bow and string this year. Yeah, man. Been a good one. Been a good one. Seen a lot of deer. You haven't shot anything in Florida, right? No, I have not shot anything in Florida. I have hunted quite a bit in Florida, but I've seen 
That's it. No, I don't want to. I'm sorry. Oh, okay, there we go. I was getting a call from like Kingston, United Kingdom or something. I was like, yeah, that's real. But anyway, <laughs> I, I haven't shot anything in uh, Florida. I, uh, uh, I hunted quite a bit, saw a bunch of does, but I don't really feel like getting any meat or nothing. So I had plenty already. So no, just Kentucky and Missouri. Oh, I'd love to talk about Kentucky first. We'll go in chronological order, if you may. Do it. That's fine with me. Order. I know Nate uh, was there, so Nate's story of Kentucky is pretty much summed up in about six seconds. He ain't seen nothing. Yeah, didn't see shit. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was a pretty good story, dude. Come on. I got yeah. there, seen one good deer, and that was it. There it is. I mean, and it was a really good deer, too. It wasn't it just was. like a good fucking stud, like knock, knock, knocking on Boone and Crockett. Door. <laughs> oh man, knock, knock, knocking, bro. It's so big, yeah. I had so big, I had people like jumping farms to come hunt it with me. <laughs> you have that. That's a big, You're gonna have that on the big bucks. Yeah, you can't help that every now and then. <laughs> no, no. Uh, pretty much how mine went. Uh, got there, and I forget even what day it was when we got there. Um. We got there, and I see. I was hunting a farm that Trevor normally hunts, and uh, let's see. First time I got there, bro, went and set a spot that didn't have a stand at it. Um, they hadn't put a stand up yet, and so I took my saddle and literally fucking climbed probably the worst possible tree to climb and get in, but it was in the right position, and it took me literally like an hour to get up this tree because it had a thousand branches on it. So I'd like climb one step and then saw 10 limbs and then climb on the next stick and all that. So finally got up in there, didn't see that I got blue at twice. So obviously it wasn't that great of a spot for me to get in. So sat there for a night. Then I moved around behind there, did a little moving. Um, and didn't really see a whole lot of deer. Kind of moved up on a bedding area, just glassing over a field to see if I seen any deer get up and any bucks or anything. <clears throat> I seen a those. I think I sat there twice. Then following day, uh, I set this place called the gas line. Just no pictures. We didn't see a whole lot of buck activity. So uh, me and uh, Dalton Long got to talking. And there's this other farm called Anton, which is the same farm that I killed my buck off of the, fa- the first year, the, the big wide one that I found that there's a view of me going like, yucka, lucka, lucka, lucka. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that farm. And uh, anyways, so. There was two stands over there. I hadn't had no cameras on them yet all year. Um, just put a corn pile out there like three days prior. So me and Dalton was like, you know what, dude? Let's talk to the guy that hunts over there. And we're like, hey, man, you mind if we go over there and hunt for the evening? He's like, no, I put out two corn piles. So we ride over there. And uh, really, first season we set, I'm sitting in a tree stand. And see, trying to remember exactly how it went. Uh, sitting in a tree stand, it's hot. We ain't seeing nothing. The sun's beating down on my face. You know, it's just a horrible even spot because the sun's really right in your face. Yeah, there ain't no trees not, there. There ain't no trees. It's just like vast soybeans. Like everywhere you look, it's just like it's it's, it's like you're sitting in the Gulf, ninety miles offshore. Like <clears throat> you look at nothing but water. It's literally like the same scenario, but you look and just see nothing but vast soybean fields. So, like you can you can put a pair of binoculars on, like it's right here. And look for, I mean, for literally for miles, and it's just nothing but soybeans. 
So uh, I'm sitting on this little patch of woods, and I looked at it as like 10-acre patch of woods. And in this early season like this, these deer, like you would think oh, they would bed up in the woods. Well, they'll literally just go out in these soybeans and lay down. Like they'll eat until they get fat and happy and just be like, you know what, I'm fucking full. I'm just going to take a nap right here. Because I guess they feel comfortable in the soybeans. Um, and it's cool down there. They're in the shade. So whatever. They're plenty high enough. <clears throat> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, dude, the soybeans this year, they were really up to my waist. You would, you would, there would be deer like walking around and you wouldn't even see them. Like you would see the tips of their ears, like those walking through the soybeans. And bucks, I mean, some bucks you could barely see in areas. I mean, them, them things were tall, but uh, they had bush hogged like a 10 foot path and like right in front of they to my stand. And that's where the corner was at. Well, I can't see to my right really good because I'm on, on the wood line. I can see to my left real well and all out in front of me. So, Sitting there, um, about 30 minutes to dark, I seen a doe and a yearling come in. And they're sitting in front of me for probably five minutes eating. And as they're sitting there eating corn, I'm just watching them, you know, whatever. Kind of figuring I'm not going to see shit, this it. But about that time, the doe, like, you know, how they, you can tell when they're looking at something. She goes up at attention and looks down the way that I can't see. She's looking, and then the, the yearling just bounds <clears> off through the room. <throat> so immediately in my head, I'm like, okay, either it's a coyote or a buck that's that their yearling is like, I'm not about that life. No. So it stands there for about a minute like that, just completely still at full attention looking. I was like, okay, that's a buck because if it was a coyote, she would have done shag that whole night. Yeah. About that time, that buck came in right there at the corn pile. I mean, he was sitting there eating. 20 yards and i mean i he was 130 and a half inch eight point like i definitely killed bigger bucks in kentucky but dude just mass wise i'm looking at this deer his damn horns are like the bases are i don't i forget what they are i mean they were they were over uh, five and a half I believe. huh i believe they were over five and a half inch bases i thought they were six over six inches but yeah, i may be probably... i don't remember i mean he was full bell with eight point and I got pictures of him. I can show y'all and y'all can pop them up real quick, you know. But, <laughs> but uh, anyways, uh, he sat there and he watched. And I wa looked at him for probably three minutes sitting there eating. And I was like, you know, in, in my head, you know, in Kentucky, you got to be careful. You're trying to shoot, you know. I, you know, my heart, I'm like, I'm shooting. I'm shooting this deer. But I'm trying to make sure he's big enough and all. And I'm looking at him and I was like, that buck's an eight point, and this is a trophy farm to, you know, they try to shoot like the 140s, you know, 150s off this farm every year. And I'm like, you know, technically they don't want this buck in the breeding pool because he's a mature buck. He's an eight point, you know, and that's really not what's sought after, you know. Yeah, not, not on so a trophy farm. No, so I'm like, I'm like, they're not going to care if I kill this deer, you know, <laughs> I'm going to smoke this bitch. So, I wasn't even that nervous. And as soon as I decided that I was going to shoot him, I was like, started shaking. <laughs> started shaking. <clears throat> and uh, I literally drew back and the steer's facing me. And I, I get nervous. Like when there's a deer in front of me, I try to shoot him as fast as possible because there, a shit happens. Wind whips. I mean, it literally just happened to me in Missouri. The wind will change directions. Anything will happen and the deer will just shag ass out. <clears throat> So 
you know, I probably didn't take the most ethical shot on this deer. I'm a firm believer in neck shots kill the shit out of deer. Oh, and yeah. I've literally done it twice this year. Um, but so I drew back and I, he put his head down the feed. I drew back. I said, next time this deer lifts his head, I'm fucking smoking. And he lifts his head up and I shot him right there. And <laughs> <laughs> basically the white of his neck, right? Yeah. I mean, just below the white of his neck. I mean, <clears throat> double lung when you can just cut their trachea you know <laughs> yeah right just cut the pipe you won't be able to use the lungs anyway and, it, and didn't it like yeah. go down its neck too it didn't like go in and out it like went down its neck no, it, it, wait look it, it went like down his neck i mean it was a nasty ass shot dude it was, it was <laughs> and uh so the deer i, I smoke him and I, he i see him like he bounds goes to run off and as he's running off i had to see him like this right here like ah and he's running off with his head up, and I just see my aluminum <clears throat> sticking out of his neck about probably about that far. So, I mean, I had a good fucking 20 inches of penetration, and uh, I could just see the blood just <laughs> spraying out of his neck. So I'm like, yeah, that deer's dead for sure, no doubt. <laughs> so he, he runs off. Dalton Long sitting, you know, we're probably sitting three-quarters of a mile apart because it's a big-ass farm. And uh, I wait, you know, about 20 minutes other before it gets good and dark get down go find blood where he went into the brush and all and i was like i'm gonna wait i'm gonna go get dalton and we'll go trail you know trail this deer well go get dalton um and we come back and we start blood trailing this deer and dude a blood trail oh my god this bitch he was spraying blood higher than me on dog fennels i mean we just it wasn't a slow walk by any means. It was a good brisk walk the whole way. And we get about 300 yards from the deer, and we just start hearing, like, like, I guess the dog's like, listen to that, listen to that. And this, this farm is circled by a river. So I'm like, oh, that's probably just a beaver beating his fucking tail in the water because there's beaver. They're all through there. Uh, the, shit out know, of the, the old beaver game, you know? Beating the beef, yeah, beating the beef, bro. You, you know how it is. Oh, yeah, I'm all about the beavers. <laughs> Anyways, it was actually the deer dying. Like, he that was his last little final, like, ah, gave it, giving it up. And we we went about another 200 yards up there to the river. See, I uh, see my arrow. Deer's laying right there beside my arrow. I don't even know how he didn't break the air because it's perfectly intact. Broadheads even closed back up, and it's just. <laughs> I was like, "Look at that!" And dude, that river, because it rained a little bit, was slick as sow shit. And let me tell you, getting out of that clay with that deer, I busted my ass like three times trying to get up out of that thing. But <laughs> Jesus, we got him. We got it's him. done deal. I mean, he was a hundred. He was a hundred and thirty and a half, right? Uh, 130 and a half, yeah, and it's funny because on that farm they do, uh, like normally their minimum is 140 inches, um, but since it's an eight point, their minimum is 130, and it's funny because the actual, uh, the landowner, he, uh, I'm going to move outside real quick, but uh, the landowner, he uh, he was like, oh, I might get some money out of this one because it's a 130 minimum. And he measured, he's like, oh, no, I'm not going, I can't get no fine out of that one. And then afterwards, he was like, well, I'm glad you shot that deer, though. That deer needs to get out of the gene pool anyway. And I was like, don't try to take my money, but you're glad the deer got shot. I see yeah. how it is. <laughs> I measured it in the stands. So yeah, I did the math. It was funny <clears throat> because, like, literally, 
me and Dalton went in blind, no pictures, nowhere. I mean, they just we we're just like, you know what? Screw it. Let's go sit and see if we can make this bad idea. Let's just go sit, see what we see what we see. And I shoot that buck one night, and Kingston calling me again. I shoot that buck that night. And the next evening, we go sit, and it was early. It was like six o'clock, and it was getting dark at what? Damn near eight o'clock. That yeah, it was like it was like seven fifty. You was you was pretty much packing your shit. Yeah. Six o'clock. I'm sitting in the box blind, just you know, playing with my yawker, looking around. And there's those bounding behind me, and the soybeans, and I'm just looking. And Dalton calls me at like six o'clock, and I was like, "Whoa, what <laughs> that means?" And he shot his buck. So back to back nights, we went over there blind, killed two nice bucks. So now, how was it? How was it looking for his? Dude, oh my god! That it was, was a nightmare, but honestly, it was an awesome fucking experience. Oh no, it was awesome. So he smoked his deer and he called me. He's like, "Bro, he says I'm, I'm real confident. How was your shot?" He's like, "Dude, because this was the first buck Dalton's ever killed with a compound bow. First, first deer, deer. yeah, 145 inch ten point. So I was like, I figured he would probably be pretty nervous. I mean, shit, I'm still nervous every time I shoot at a deer, even if it's a doe. But yeah. uh, anyways, uh, Dalton's like, "Dude, I'm real comfortable in my shot, like." He's like, I hit just where I wanted it to hit. I was like, did it pass through? He said, no, my arrow stayed in, and I think I might have hit the shoulder on the opposite side. I'm like, all right, that's fine. I'm like, well, if you, you hit where you said you hit, you damn sure you got lung for sure. So we go over there. All right, I said, well, let's just give it like a, you know an hour till closer to dark, and we'll get down to find blood and trail it, and give it time to die, because these deer in Kentucky, God almighty, they're fucking horses. They're just they're tough. beasts. Yeah, dude. So get down, go over there to Dalton, and uh, I'm like, you found any blood? He's like, no, I ain't found no blood yet. We got to look and see where the deer went in, and it's the cool thing about that thick, like the soybeans and all, is you can see where the deer run through it. You know, it's not like blood trailing in the scrub in Florida. Like the deer literally will plow a trail through the soybeans, and you're like, well, that's where they went, yeah. dude. And there was like little little yellow flowers blooming like at that time over there, like just weeds basically. Mm. And dude, I found one speck of blood, and it was literally like he took a ballpoint pen and said, Pink. on one of those yellow flowers, and that was it. Yeah, I think we found like, a little oh, bit shit. more. We found a little bit more where he came out, and me and Dalton, we were like, dude, this deer, he probably did exactly what my deer did. He probably ran to the river right there, got in the bottom, man, got into like the bottom of the creek. And couldn't get out. So we walked up to the creek, couldn't find nothing, looked for about 30 minutes, 45 minutes. And I was, I was like, dude, let's just call the dog. If this buck is as good as you said he is, we just need to, we need to call the dog. And that was a, <laughs> that was an adventure for sure. Hell yeah. Eight tenths of a mile later. Huh? I said eight tenths of a mile later. And yeah, cause that's yeah, all no, we need. No way, no way we would have ever <clears throat> even came close to finding that deer. Without I, say, I remember the the GPS track of the dog, what it looked like. It was nuts. Remember I said it was oh, like, a, like a circle hook? Yeah, it was absolute chaos coming and, up and on that this thing. Is what, the deer was still alive, so I think it only got was one lung. And they say, like, the best thing to do if you've one lung a deer is to run it basically till its lungs collapse. And that's what they did, because when Kenzie first walked up on the deer with the dog, the deer were still alive. And they, I think they jumped it up twice. And then that third time was actually when the deer finally – you know, succumbed to his death. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, he didn't have to shoot it again. No, he didn't have to shoot it. It finally, it finally just collapsed and killed over. But I was gonna say, like, 
that's what I don't like about like he should have there should have been more blood and there would have been but you know everybody has their opinions but then broadheads that he was using right then I don't even know what kind they was they were but, the, they were rockets whatever whatever they was you know I ain't gonna talk trash to anybody but you know the broadheads that are like <clears> piston driven where Trying to like to, to where like you shoot it and the tip will compress and then the like the, they'll open up like like when you shoot it the tip pushes in and it's pitch driven and like the, the broadhead yeah. will open up. So what happened was that the broadhead went into the air and it came out about a quarter of an inch, but since it couldn't the blade couldn't close because uh, they were stuck open. So basically his broadhead just stuck right there over that hole. So it was basically the plug. Mm -hmm. It looked like, like a like a damn harpoon. Like a yeah, like a harpoon. It can go one way but not the other. Mm -hmm. So when the when the broadhead expanded like that, it went through the shoulder, but it separated the skin. So whenever the arrow went to pull back like that, the broadhead caught like that on the shoulder, mm -hmm. and it yeah. couldn't go out because it didn't have no more. Obviously, it didn't have no energy, so it was just poking out the skin, and then it couldn't pull in because the blades were open. No. So it was just, it was just literally lodged in the hole. And he, I mean, the perfect, I mean, he hit like, like he did hit the first shoulder, but he didn't hit it like center. He like nicked the first shoulder and literally came out the armpit, the second shoulder. It was a perfect shot. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, maybe like an inch forward. I mean, maybe, maybe an inch yeah. Forward. But, but even still, you know, people teach you to shoot there. Yeah. Yeah. And well, that's why I told you, um, bow hunting, man. I it's... went went ahead and bought me some 125 green, uh, buzz cut bleeder blades. Come on, straight up. Next, I told myself I was going to do it this year, and I didn't. Next year, I promise you, I'm going probably around. I'm going to get around the 550 grain mark, and I'm shooting single bevel broadheads, single bevel fixed blade tough heads. That's what That's I'm what doing I did. because I had it has to be, huh? That's what I did. I went to, uh, I'm at six, six ten, six fifteen, something like that. Dude, I've so had the front end of my arrow looks like a damn, it's like a truck when it hits. A truck oh, with hell. a nice blade. Dude, and I, I, I love Spitfires. I'm not talking bad about Spitfires because I've killed a lot of deer with Spitfires. Don't get me wrong, but the pass through, when you're blood trailing a deer, you have to have pass through or yeah. you're just not going to have any blood. And dude, this year, I mean, yeah, granted, I, I shot both of the bucks that I killed. I shot them in the neck, but the just I, I've had very the buck I killed the year before in Kentucky was a literally textbook perfect heart shot and didn't pass through the deer. I had a mishap when I was in Missouri. Granted, I shot that deer a little forward, didn't pass through the deer. If I, I'm fully confident that if I would have had fixed blade, you know, heavy arrows, that I'd have blowed through the shoulder and, you know, made it that i mean had a much better chance to find the deer because uh, i shot two deer in missouri you know the first one it was a damn nice buck like the one i killed but i couldn't, never found the deer so i think that deer actually lives yeah well just think about the science behind those spitfires and those mechanicals yeah they're i mean oh, you, you got it it loses yeah it loses energy having to expand out it's going to slow yeah. down and yep. then those blades really aren't meant to bust through shoulders. Yeah, they're, they're almost almost every time you shoot one of them and hit any sort of bone or whatever, the blades are always bent or broke. Mm -hmm. And we grew up hunting in Florida. Them Florida deer can't tote them. You can shoot them in the ass. You can shoot them straight in a paunch. Like they're gonna go a hundred yards and bed up. But these oh, yeah. 
these big, you know, these big 250, 280 pound bucks, man, they run, man. And if you don't have that, and if you don't have that exit, which a Spitfire is made, a Spitfire is made for the exit hole. And if you don't have the exit hole, you ain't getting nothing. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the exit hole on a Spitfire is that big, but the Mm -hmm. entrance hole is only that big. No, yeah. So it's, you're, you're really, it's, honestly, I, I love them. I've hunted with them my whole life, but I'm not shooting them next year. I've seen too many. Even people swear by rages. People swear by, you know, G5s or the mega meats. Like, I'm done with mechanicals up there. Nasty. Those tough heads are something serious. Oh, dude. Ranch that's all, yeah, it's almost like those tough heads are almost like shooting a doe with a 30 out six. Like, you don't, like, you're not caring about the front shoulder shooting tough head. Oh no, you're you're busting their shoulders. I mean, oh yeah, it's, they're done. You're not saying that's the you don't want to shoot deers in the shoulder, but I mean, the difference between shooting them with a Spitfire rather than shooting them with a tough head. I mean, it's like a basically like a twenty-two versus a three hundred eight. Yeah, I was trying to explain to him the the uh, buzz cuts I got. I was like, you got blades coming out like this, and the dude was like, all right, I'm getting sliced up right here, and then wing get hit right here with them bleeder blades and it just yucks away and it hits the dirt and the deer keeps running the spike he saw it the spike i shot before i deployed was with a uh the same same broadhead full pass through watched it die after 40 yards and there was no blood trailing i mean you if you can get when you're on a blood trail both sides of that deer spewing yeah. You're gonna, you're gonna find well, it. you also you also center punched this damn deer's heart too. Like when we oh, yeah. we took the heart out of his chest cavity, dude, and there was a perfect X right to the center of it. Yeah, oh, it's just you like can't do those. no, you can't. You do can't. Those. Now it took you three tries. No, yeah, not deer, but well, listen, hey, you know we, we don't talk about that. <laughs> hey, show, hey, show show my man my bow. Show my man my oh, bow. Oh, okay. Have you seen this one yet, son? Oh, he's seen that. But... No, you got a you got a VXR, didn't you? V three. Oh, v- oh shit! Oh, That's what on. I'm talking about. Son. Yeah, he called. I was in Virginia Beach. Stephen called me. And he said, "Hey, man, I'm gonna do." He said, "I'm about to do something. I need you to do me a favor." I said, "What's that?" He said, "I want you to order the same exact bow you got." I was like, "Okay, what color?" He's like, "He's like the same exact bow." I was like, <laughs> "What did I say?" All right. <laughs> So I, I did a lot of shopping for him and I ended up finding one uh, at an archer shop in like Massachusetts. And uh, I ended up talking the guy down to uh, like $7.99 brand new. Yeah, I was yeah. like, dude, you got to buy it. It's yeah. brand new. It's a brand new V3. Like it's last year's model, but he's getting $300 off. And it's, I was just oh, like, dude. bro. Uh, dude, so, Matthews, once you go to Matthews, you never go back. Dude. That, that Matthews verse mine it's a stone cold killer you know that uh you know that thing that the grim reaper carries around i don't know what they call it the sith oh yeah i think yeah. what it's called like with them people they, they you know what i'm talking well, about some, well, some, what I feel well, like some people I'm call it a kaiser blade i call it a sling blade don't anyway mm-hmm. well anyways that's basically what i feel like i'm toting around when i'm in the woods with that boat I'm like, <laughs> this thing is like dead you just pointed at him. You, you, you. Yeah. <laughs> well, damn, that's pretty sweet. Now, you just, you you and Nate just got back from Missouri. Yeah, let's tell you this story. Dude. And 
Nate don't... was in Kentucky, if you're not mistaken. Yeah, you don't really know this story. I don't know shit about Missouri. Dude. Wait, which one Missouri are we talking about? The first one or this, this one that just passed? This one right here. Okay, the one that just passed. So it started like it started. I wasn't even gonna go to Kentucky. Uh-huh. I was going to Missouri with him and Dalton. Got it. Uh I got invited back to Kentucky. So I was like, okay, I got talked into it. We're gonna go back for the rut in Kentucky because I have some vengeance. I have, you know, redemption. I'm ready to kill something in Kentucky because I've killed one deer in six trips. Got it. So I'm like, all right, we're going. So I go to Kentucky. Um there's there's a couple good deer showing up pretty regularly on camera. And just how it worked out, I, I there must people, still be other people still be showing put, regularly on camera mm-hmm. because you went to Missouri. Other people get put in positions, and then you know I have a couple. You know, there's plenty of farms to hunt, so I was like, I'm gonna go do my own thing. Well, I did my own thing, and uh, kind of got wore out on that pretty quick. Well, Cody and Dalton came up for the night, and then they went up through Missouri. Well, they get to Missouri, and within like two days, you know, Cody's. Cody's just like lighting it up. Dalton's lighting it up. Like they're seeing deer. The bucks are chasing. And I, when I say bucks are chasing, give me one of those bush lights before you keep jabbering. Thank you. When I say bucks are chasing, they're saying they're saying you know good bucks are chasing. They're, they're calling me every night, bro. You need to get up here. You need to get up here. I'm like, well, I rode with Jake. You know, I, I'm kind of. I don't really want. It's four and a half hours. I really don't want to make y'all come pick me up. And Cody, Cody was eventually like, bro. I don't give a shit. <laughs> if you say right now, if you say right now, you want to come here, I will come get you right now. And I was just like, this was on a Wednesday night. No, this, like was two- this was Tuesday night, the first time. Tuesday night, I was like, nah, man, I'm not going to do it, man. I'm not going to make you come down here. Well, the next day, he calls me back and he's like, I guess it's the land of the 130s. I shot one. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, all right, dude. All right. He's like, He's like, bro, just rent a U-Haul. That's $19.95 a day. I was like, fuck. So I get on U-Haul. Dude, I'm trying to find every way to get to Missouri without making them drive. And I was like, man, it's 90, it's yeah, it's $20 a day, but it's 60 cents a mile. We're looking at 300 miles of us. And he's like, fuck it, bro. Tell me right now you want to come. I was like, all right, bro, I want to come. He's like, let me call you back. Well, this is at like 9 o'clock, 9.30. So I'm sitting there waiting for a couple hours. You know, I'm like, I'm going to bed. So I went to bed. Well, Cody, my phone started vibrating at 1130 at night. I looked down. Cody's calling him. I go, shit. I answer. He's like, me and Dalton are leaving in 20 minutes. <laughs> have your shit packed. <laughs> now, listen, I have a camera arm on one farm, a camera on one farm. About four miles away, I have my climber and another camera, a camera arm at the top of the tree. They're like, have your shit packed. I'll be there at four. <laughs> so I get on a side-by-side at midnight, bro. And I'm driving around from farm to farm, gathering all my shit, and nobody at the cabin knows I'm leaving. Jesus. So, well, everybody's sleeping. I don't want to wake everybody up, you know? No one gives a shit about you anyways. That's what I thought. Until... <laughs> got it. <laughs> That's what I thought, too. But evidently, you know, people got upset. Whatever. That's besides the point. But so I'm driving around, picking up all my shit, like, fuck, dude, this is going to be a long fucking night, you know? <laughs> so I get everything gathered up and packed up and... I took a shower. I remember I got in the shower at 325 that morning, and then they showed up at like 410. Oh. They they literally pulled up and threw my shit in the truck. We turned around and hauled ass back to Missouri. <laughs> dude, <laughs> I was so tired, dude. Like, I, I drove about three hours of the way there, and then I looked at Dawn. I was like, bro, you, you got to you gotta finish her out, man. I'm going down. I'm going down fast. So we picked Nathan up, dude. We picked Nathan up, and I, like, immediately, like, I'm, I passed out in the front seat. Dalton passed out. 
And I just remember like waking up for a, a for a quick minute, and Nathan's like, "Dude, I got to pull over and take a cat now." And I didn't even say nothing. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like over, and I'm thinking for a second because I feel the truck going to park, and I'm thinking to myself, "I'm like, can I drive right now? Like, I got a little nap. Can I drive the rest of the way?" And I was like, "No, I can't do it. I'm too tired." So I go to sleep, and I wake up, truck still running. Nathan and Dalton still have passed out. Sun's coming up. I look up and there's like four people pumping gas at this gas station. And I'm like, I don't know where I'm at or whatever. Let's get on out of here. And we were right there at the Kentucky and Illinois line at that point. So mm-hmm. we shagged it on out. Was hunting that evening. Yeah, we got a little cat nap. We did a little, oh my God, dude. So we looked on the map. Cody's like, I think you should go down here. I was like, yeah, I was looking at it too. He dropped me off and I did the little lines. If you go on Onyx, you can see how far shit is. Like you draw the line. It was seven or point seven eighths of a mile to my stand from where he dropped me off. So I was like, okay, straight downhill now. I'm talking about how about it? But they're this is where they've been, you know, they're this is what they're doing all week. So I'm like, okay, you gotta go down on these bottoms, Achilles deer. So I go all the way down to this bottom and I remember they was sitting there and I didn't see shit until I don't know, it was right at dark. Like camera, I already had, I already had the cameras off. Camera was over with, you couldn't see. And I hear it it sounded like it sounded like a pack of hogs running about a quarter of the way up the ridge in front of me, probably 80 yards. And I could just catch glimpses of them. And it just, I was just like, what are those hogs? You know, and it stopped in front of me and all I hear is, Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I'm like, what the fuck is that? And then I hear, yeah. and I was like, that's a fucking elk. <laughs> dude. I don't know if it was a I don't know if it was a cow and a bull or two cows, but I seen fucking elk in Missouri, dude. And we looked it up. They said the head count of elk in Missouri is two hundred. Oh man, that's badass. I dude. told you about the time I had that one in Tennessee right behind me. Yeah, and I was like, you know, I know we're not allowed to shoot elk, and I know I don't have the permit, <laughs> but I don't know if I got the integrity to not. You know, if it comes by and I'm sitting here, my house is a hundred yards away, and a big old bastard comes by, I got enough people to help me pack this thing out for a hundred yards. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it was badass. Just hearing one just screaming behind you, dude, is nuts. Yeah, so so that was that night. And then uh I remember I, whenever I walked out, I had I didn't walk out to where they dropped me off. I walked further. So I walked to the highway and it was like 1.2 miles. And okay. I was like, that was a way to break it in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm really looking forward to coming back here in the morning. But yeah. No, Missouri was great too again this year. I'm not going to tell you where we was at because we're going to keep that disclosed. <laughs> but, uh, no, it was beautiful. I, I love Missouri. And we've seen a lot of deer. And like I said, man, the night that we went to get Nathan, I put an arrow in a bug, dude. He showed up. I love my saddle, but at the same time, I hate it. I had to do so much. And I, I'm honestly convinced if I'd have been a lock on, I would have made a better shot. But it happened so quick, I had to readjust myself. And I lost my rope, man, so I had to use a Prussix. So it takes two time, two hands, you know, to get it up. And this deer, first time I see him, I grunted this buck in. He's 30 yards, and he's moving quick. So I'm, like, trying to move myself on the tree, get my bow, get around. And this time, he's going up the hill. He's damn eye level with me at 30 yards. So I draw back, stop him, and I stopped him a little bit too soon. Big-ass oak tree in front of him. And I get about his shoulder and then his ass. So I'm like, okay. So I got to honestly going back. I wish I'd have just made a throat shot because I'm pretty deadly with him. 
But, <laughs> pretty good. But uh, shot him in the damn shoulder, high shoulder. Felt pretty good about the shot. Deer runs around, though, and I can, I'm just sitting there, and I, can, oh, I can't see the deer at this point. I just see my luminoc through the woods, and I see it just barely moving, like this right here. Almost like he's like got his head turned around licking his wounds. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, that's not good. You know, he's, he's like just sitting there pinning to his wound. He's not hurting too badly. So then I see him. He goes off, turns in, starts going down towards the bottom, and he's running like he's really hurt. And I'm thinking, like, looking at him, like, he's about to go ass over in. Well, he didn't. And about 30 seconds later, I just hear this, <laughs> hear my arrow break off. So I'm like, all right. Well, I was going to say he got in a sword fight. <laughs> he just jousted another <laughs> So I'm thinking, like, oh, yeah, he's got like six inches of fucking arrow and a broadhead in him. You know, he's going to get, he's going to cut something. Well, he never did. You know, he never, nothing ever came of it. And blood shot him, went and got Nathan, came back the next morning with Nathan. We all looked, dude, no blood, went all the way to the river. And I'm convinced that that deer is living and living still, just in a very bad manner. Mm. But that <laughs> happened. But you did shoot one eventually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that happened. And then the next night, I go back in there, and dude grunt, grunted all the bucks in. Grunted, and uh, about 100 yards, I hear something, dude, it's so loud there right now. Their leaves are fucking six inches thick, and they sound like you're walking on Lay's potato chips. So, <laughs> dude, no shit. So loud. Dude, whack, 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 coming down the hill. So I'm like, that's a deer. I got fooled, dude by 150 squirrels and a dozen armadillos when I was there. And uh, I hear one, I find out that's a deer for sure. Sure enough, boom, stops, 100 yards out there, beautiful 10 point. I'm like, oh, yoga. So, <laughs> so I went ahead and stand up, get my release on my arrow, and he's standing there looking down at the bottom for that other deer. So I just grab my old Grunalewski, turn around and hit a little quick, little bit, bit, you know, get his attention. It? Yeah, just a little bit of yogi. And uh, dude, this deer immediately, he just turns and looks, turns his body my way, starts creeping. He'd go about 15 yards, stop and look. 15 yards, stop and look. 15 yards, stop and look. So, this, you know, I'm watching this deer come up to me for a couple minutes, and the whole time I'm just like looking at his rack. I'm like, you need to stop looking at his rack. He's a nice one. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. oh dude, he, he stops at 40 yards, does his look, and then starts walking to me. And I'm sitting in some real thick brush. So I don't have very many shots. In front of me, about 15 yards, there's a, a little like four-wheeler trail that I can shoot on. So I'm like, he's walking straight to me. When he hits that trail, I'm fucking smoking him. So at 40 yards, he stops, and I go to draw back, and I'm like, no, just wait in case he stops again. You want to be sitting there at full draw for a long time. And he's walking. At this point, he's right on top of me. He's 20 yards, and he stops again. Like I feel the wind. I'm, I'm really about to go full draw. I'm like got the tension on my string, about to draw back, and I felt the wind swirl like it does in those bottoms. And dude, that deer just stuck in the dirt. Just boom, and I was like, mm, that ain't good, dude. He done the old left, right, boom, right at me, and I'm just standing there frozen. He's just looking right at me, and I knew then I was like, this is over. He's gone. He's gonna leave my life forever, and he did. He he pulled the old one two Shagalooski. I mean, he turned, bound right off out of there, and I just said, "You hate to see it. You hate to see it." Yeah, I was like, like, "Man, Missouri's being a real bitch to me." (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, yeah, so that happened, and uh, 
I actually, out of all the books I've seen, I actually ended up moving to a, like a little different spot, like right. It wasn't very far from there at all. And this is the night that the the killings happened. Um, I was sitting there grunting the small fuck in the small eight point, and and uh, not big enough to shoot or whatever for there. So he comes right up to me, like literally licks the tree that I'm on, turns around, walks off, whatever. Um, what I had, I was using some Black Widow dope piss. Highly recommended. That's some good stuff. And uh, directly I hear it sounds like a circus coming through the woods. Just sharp because you're about your battle. And uh, this four dope. <laughs> <I don't, laughs> yeah. Huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So these four does come thrashing through the woods, and I was like, all right, you know, that's that's good sign. Deer's moving. Well, right after that. Probably a minute later, I hear, you know, another deer. Sounds like a bigger deer coming. And I was like, oh, that's the buck. He's for sure. You know, he's on them does. Well, sure enough, I catch a side profile through the big stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's a shooter for sure. I'm smoking his ass if he comes in. Well, I grunted and all that, you know, nothing. You ain't going to pull that deer off them does. Well, uh, he, uh, the does circle back around and run back through in front of me a couple minutes later. Well, then I hear the buck coming. Buck comes, he's and he's going to follow those does. I'm like, he's not going to come to me. He's 100% going to follow those does. Well, he crossed the trail that I came in on dragging that black widow, and he's 45 yards away from me. He crosses that trail and just stops. Does the old, you know, doing his head up, smelling, looking around, doing his head up, smelling, and I'm just sitting there looking at him at 45 yards. I'm like, dude, please turn and come to me and don't follow those does because they went straight away from me. Well, directly, he just turns, starts creeping straight to me, and I was like, oh, yeah, it's on now. So mm-hmm. I just went ahead and got ready, got ready, and he turned. He got He's at 20 yards now. He turned behind the tree like he was going to go broadside. So I went ahead and drew back. When he came back behind the tree, he just faced me dead on with his nose down coming straight to me. So I was like, well, I know what to do here. I hit him. Hit him in the <laughs> old neck. <laughs> he literally just sat down laid his head on a log and died like i had to send you the picture he literally just laid in front of me like with his head on log so beautifully and just died right there so i just got to set the tree and look at him and i was like Ooh! you know done the whole after thing. last I year shit I, out of the in front of me. I, was I was gonna say <laughs> after last year man you went over three on them and then you know after the stories you just told and then finally you connected one well, i'm sure it was just like a relief oh dude it was so great because it was rough i had a time last year you know seen a bunch of good bucks missed a probably 140 inch buck just flat out missed my fault 30 yards broadside just excited and then uh and then that uh you know everything else that happened you know, later that trip, and then this trip, the beginning of the trip, it was just like, God Almighty, I got a monkey on my back in Missouri. Mm-hmm. But it was a fat monkey on Nate's back in Kentucky. Yeah, no, so it felt pretty good to, to get that monkey off my back. So you're going to do, uh, now He's that you've just around. been going all over the south, are you going to try and shoot one in Florida now? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, rifle season's here, buddy. The 308 <laughs> got taken out of the safe yesterday. I looked at it and petted it, and I was like, Oh yeah, and I uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna highlight on it on here yet, but uh, I'm trying to put something together. I, I talked to Nathan about it. I don't know if he told you, but I'm trying to put something together. Pretty exciting, you know. That'll be a, a good video. You know, it's not confirmed yet, but I'm putting something together for old Blue Cord that could be something pretty cool. 
So I'm sure Nathan will tell you about it. And if it comes to light, then well, we we appreciate it, and I can't wait to be excited by you. Oh yeah, now, I guess I'm assuming Nathan hadn't told you. Well, shit, Cody. We love having you on, buddy, and I appreciate you talking. Tell us all these good uh, jargon stories you got. A lot of people do contact me saying, hey, you should have Cody back on again. I swear to God, every single time. Well, dude, wait, I'm about it. You know, I'm about it any time. And, you know, I've been slacking in the video. I talked to Nathan about this yesterday. I've been slacking in the video world just because I was so focused on killing deer. But now that I've, you know, gotten on my game and I'm back in it, I'm like, dude, I got to get back in the video mode because I could have taken some sick shots in Missouri. You know, just badass stuff. I'm like, I got to get back in the video and stuff. I got to get me a boat GoPro and get back at it because I miss it. Yeah, it's fun, dude. So, it is fun. But hey, you be safe the rest of your day at the fire department, bud. And you, uh, you call yeah, me man. anytime. Yeah, take it easy. Good seeing you. Glad you're back on the home front. Uh, it's good to be back, son. It's good to be back, America. America. All right. I hope everyone enjoyed that one as much as we did doing it. Thank you so much for Cody to coming on, talking about yaks. Thanks for Nate for coming by for about a week at my house and us hammering a couple of these. And got a lot of footage coming y'all's way. Had a hard drive issue, so we're missing about five videos, which sucks. So we were delayed by two months. But we're pushing through right now. So episode three airs today. If you haven't already, go watch it. It's Kentucky early season bow. You'll get to see Nate up there. Not shooting anything, but everybody else is. So, gotta love that. Everybody loves good deer on the ground, whether you shot it or not. If you haven't already, go to Carbon TV. Make your free account. Watch us on there. If you haven't already, go to YouTube. Subscribe. Hit the bell. Comment. Like. Love. Share. Be a part of that part of our uh, stuff. And if you haven't already, go to Outside Stuff Podcast. Download an episode. Make sure that you're downloading every single episode that comes through on a weekly basis. I'm back in the United States, people, and I don't plan on slowing down anytime soon. And if you're wanting me to, y'all can get. All right. This is Stephen Marshall with Outside Stuff presented by Blue Court Outdoors. Thank you guys so much for everything. See y'all in the next one.